in Sukkah. <coughs> Again, we learn for a fourth line for Yosef Azriel Ben Chayim Michal. <coughs> uh, we start from the bottom of Lamed Aleph and Beis, the last two lines. Niktam Rosh, we said if the top of the lulav, the palm branch, if it was cut off, that's no good. Amar of that's only if it was cut off. Aval Nizek, if it was split, kosher. Says Gmar, Benizek, kosher is if it's split, is it cracked, is it really kosher? But Tanya, we learn lulav kafuf. If you have a lulav that's bent, this is as in illustration number 158. If it's bent at the top, uh, or kavat, so if it's thorny, sadhuk, if it's cracked, or uh, split, as we said, or akum, domelamagal, if it's curved like a sickle, that's puzzle. So you see over here, sadhuk, that if it's split, that's no good. Charus puzzle, if it's dried up, hardened, as, as like wood, that's also puzzle. Domelacharis, if it's only beginning to get hard, that's kosher. But you see over here, that's sadduk, if it's cracked or split, it's no good. Uh, that, that it's no good. This, when we say that it's no good, right, this we say that, uh, it, it, that it's no good is only if it's split up like with prongs. Rashi's uh, example, Rashi is the, there's a, um, in 159, uh, Rashi's on the left side. In other words, the shedra itself, the spine, uh, the spine of the lulav, the, the, the solid part, like the stem, that's been split up into two different shedros. And he brings down from the Shulchan Aruch that it's split at the very top, at the tumus, it's split that way. That's how he learns out. So this, we say that it's no good, is only if it's split that way. And it's like two shedros, then it's no good. But otherwise, if it's simply cracked a little bit, that's okay. This, we say that if it's, uh, if it's uh, curved, like a sickle, that's no good. Amarava lo amru, right? We said akumdul uh, magos puzzle in this brayz. Amarava lo amru, that's only if it's curved frontways. In other words, the opposite side of the spine. Avala achra, if it's on the towards the back, briyasu. That's the normal way that it grows. That's the natural way. Nachman it's stud. What happens if it's curved like a sickle to the sides? He says that's curved. That's so. Rav Nachman's first try is that's no good. That's like if it's if it's going forwards, the opposite way of the spine. Uh, some say no that it's kalachrov. But Rav Nachman said that it's the that it's towards the back and that's okay. Kalachrov dami. Amarava. High lulav the solik barchutza. If you have lulav that all its leaves were on one side, one side of the spine, the shedra, balmu that's considered blemished to puzzle. That that is also no good. And there's a another um, picture uh, that we'll talk about. Well, we'll get to the other ones on Amid Beis Okay. So the Gemara goes on like this. Nifritzu uh, Olav, or even before Ahmed Bez, we'll see the diagrams. So the Mishnah said that if the leaves were detached, if they're spread apart, you could just tie them together, right? You tie them together like we use with that little, little uh, tie that comes actually from a lulav, right? Because you don't want to have an extra min there, as we discussed. So if they're, uh, if they're, if they're simply parted or the, the, they become spread apart, you can, you can uh, tie them together. But if they came apart totally, they were severed, detached, that's no good. It's like a broom. So this is also, we, this is back in 153, uh, 155. It's like a broom, meaning in those brooms, in those days, they would take a bunch of pieces together and tie them together, and that would make your broom. Uh, so the broom is made from different pieces. That's no good. Nifridu, if it's spread apart, ifridafudi. That means that it's simply they're still attached to the stem, to the spine itself, but they've been uh, they've uh, separated, meaning they've just um, uh, they parted ways, right? They just you know they spread out. They spread out as long as they're still attached. You can tie you can tie it up. 
What happens if the central leaf uh, split? The central leaf split. Now, what is that? Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't. I neglected to point out the uh, all the diagrams. Uh, 160 is the one that uh, covets. Is uh, I said if it's thorny, shows a picture of that with thorns. Like uh, 161 is where it's very hardened. The, the things stick out very straight. You can't really uh, tie them together. They'll they'll uh, they'll crumble. 162 is the curved one, and now 163 is the tumus. The tumus is the central leaf, which is really a tumus. It's like a twin. That's uh, that's the two the two middle ones are joined. And if that's split, what's the halacha there? That's the question now of the Gemara. We're looking at 163. So, Toshma, the Omar Rav If it's been removed, if the central leaf has been removed, that's possible. My love, it doesn't mean also if it's split, that's no good low. Nitla shine, if it's removed, that's different. The chasale, something is missing. It's, it's chaser. Some say that some say that the pshat is that if that's split all the way, it's as if it's been removed, then it's no good. Nechlika means like really nechlika, like you see in 163. If it's just a slight amount, you have to ask a rabbi, sometimes it's still okay. Rabbiuta Omer. What does Rabbiuta say in Shomotarfim? Rabbiuta said in the Mishnah, right? In our Mishnah, he said, what? What did Rabbiuta say at the end of the Mishnah? Was that the Mishnah? Uh, right? If they're split apart, you can tie them together. What's the idea over here? That they're supposed to be tied. What does that mean, the branches of the palms? Kafus, tied, you're supposed to bind them together. If they were spread apart, you should tie them together. Now, here's the question. The Pesach doesn't say Lula, just like it doesn't say Esro. It doesn't say Hadassim. Right? At least by Arve Nochel, there it says a little bit Arobas. We'll talk about Arobas. Each mission, each part is mentioned by itself, right? We talk about the Lulav, we're going to talk about the uh, Adasim, the Arobas. So, uh, but the Kapos uh, Tamarim that we mean, that we say branches of palm trees, what do we mean by that? He says it's tied up. So if it was separated, you got to tie the leaves together if they started spreading apart. How do you know How do you know that it's a lulubachlau? How do you know that a lulub? What we call the lulub means like the green sprout, the bottom part, the green sprouts with the leaves on the side. How do we know that? Maybe it means the hardened palm. In other words, that's like wood. If you have a palm tree like I have in the front of my house, after a few years, the parts go very hard. They're like solid as wood. Maybe that's what it's referring to. The answer is being a compass, like it's got to be something that can be tied up together. Here, it's like it's a hardened piece of wood. It can't be tied up, right? You have to is a part of this is like separated. You can't, you can't move them together anymore. They're hard. It's like a, it's like a tree. Uh, hard, it's like hard wood. You can't tie it together anymore. You can't move it. It's hardened. It's, uh, it's impossible to, uh, to tie together, to, to move the pieces together. Being a compass for lack of aim, maybe it's the very stalk. Of the of the uh, palm tree itself, Mikra Degel, which is smooth. Rashi says, "Vein of Yotzimenu, Lakan Lakan, Shein Lakavos Menu." In other words, maybe it's the stalk, which is one solid piece. That's they can't be more tied than that. Maybe you're only referring to the very stalk of the palm tree, not the part that grows up with the leaves coming up, but the bottom part, which is hard, which is not as hard as Harusa, but it's also the leaves aren't sticking out from there. It says kafus machlal dikapari. Kafus means it's tied up. That means it could be spread apart. And this is already this is permanently the bottom part of the palm tree is permanently tied together. And it's got to be something. Kafus means 
Kaposmar means branches of palms that are tied together, but that means that they could be not tied together. And this is like permanently tied. Ve'emo kufra, maybe it's the flowering part. That's the part, uh, as Rashi says, that's also, it's a little bit hardened, but it's in the first or second year, and it's not so thick, and you could tie it still together at that part, the flowering part. The Pasuk says that God's ways, the Torah's ways are pleasant. And all its paths are peaceful. And over here, you can't have that. Why? Because it's thorny. The flowery part is thorns, like many flowers have thorns around them to protect them. So uh, these are made like thorns, and therefore, and they, and they will, uh, you know, they'll bloody your hand, they'll cut your hands, so it couldn't have meant that. Uh, therefore, it can't be that. Maybe it means two. It says, kapos tamarim, right? Branches of palms. So maybe you got to take two, right? We know by the hadasim, you have to take three. By the rabbis, you got to take two. Maybe it means you got to take two palm branches, right? Even though we read it as kapos tamarim with a vav, it's really written without the vav, as if it's singular. So the emachada, so maybe it means like one leaf. That's called a kaf. That's not called kapos at all. In other words, if it would only be like one piece or one leaf, uh, there's nothing to tie together. So kapas, in the one hand, since it's written without the vav, indicates that it's only one palm branch. On the other hand, since it's, um, it says kapas with the tough at the end, it's somewhat plural. It's got to be where leaves can be tied together, and here you don't have any leaves. So therefore, through this complicated drasha, we understand that it's the palm branch that we know as the lulav. It's the green one with the leaves hanging off both sides, and that could be tied together. Tzinihar barzal cherub. If you have these uh, thorn palms from Hara Barzal, from Iron Mountain, that's also kosher. Amr Abayah, what is, what, what is it, Sina Barzal? So Sina Barzal, if you look back in 157, so the, the, that's the uh, uh, picture over there. Amr Abayah, these have very short uh, leaves, and they're very, um, very scarce. The leaves are not very many, they're very scarce. However, Abayah says this, that it's kosher, is only if the top of one the top of one leaf reaches the bottom of the other. You see, they're very short, the leaves. They're not like long leaves. They're very short, but the top's got to reach the bottom of the other one. Otherwise, it's not really hotter. So, if it's not like in the diagram that we show here in 157, where the top of one leaf reaches the bottom of the other, that's puzzle. We learn in the Brisa that Sina Bar is a little puzzle, but our mission said, Our mission says that it's kosher. It must be like Abayah said, that it's only kosher in the circumstances, in the illustration, like in 157, where the top of one leaf reaches the bottom of the other. Some say that it wasn't said as a, um, uh, that we learned it as the, the, that Abayah explained it that way, and Abayah explained it that way, and this way he resolved the, uh, the the Bryce, the difference between the, the contradiction between the Bryce and the Mishnah, but he asked it as a kasha originally. You get Rami Lemirah, it's non. A Mishnah says, Sina Barzal, kosher. I have a Tanya Psula. So Abai wasn't explaining the Mishnah and saying, oh, it's only kosher this way. He explained it as an answer to the contradiction. If the top of one leaf reaches the bottom of the other, that's kosher. In the other words, where it doesn't reach it, that's possible. Amrav Maryam, Rav Marian. Some said, Tana Rabba Bar Murray. Bar Murray said, 
there are two big palm trees, in the valley of Beninom, that's near, it's in Yerushalayim today, part like it's right outside the walls of Yerushalayim, and smoke comes out of there. These, this is what we refer to as Sinehar Barzo. That's the Harabazo. That's the Iron Mountain that we're speaking about. And the the, uh, the palm branches of that those trees, that's our that's what these uh, the illustration 157 looks like. Uh, that's the opening of Gehenim. And that's what's called Gay Ben Hinom, right? It's, it's called the Valley of, of uh, Ben Hinom. Lulav sheish boshal shdo. Mishnah said a lulav's got to be three tefachim. But the Mishnah said at the end of the Mishnah, lulav sheish bo three tefachim kedelan animus, so that you can wave it. That's kosher. What do we mean by that? So Rabbi Yehuda Shmuel, shir adas varava shlosha. The adas maravos, the myrtles and the willows, also have to be three tefachim. The lulav arba, the lulav has to be four. Kedeshe lulav yosem and adas tefa. You got to be able to see the lulav above the adas. It's got to be above there. For a parnachem, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says not just that the top of the lulav has to, the lulav has to be has to extend one tefach above the dasm of the rabbis, but the spine of the lulav, right, the thick stem part, uh, that part has to be above a tefach above the das. That means that the loose the loose leaves at the top are even higher. He says that shedra the spine has to reach a tefach above the dasm tefach. Our Mishnah says, Lulav Shal Yeshbo Gimel Tfachim, Kedela Nain and Bokashur. Our Mishnah says, It's only got to be three Tfachim. First time over here said, Rabbi Rashmul said, It's got to be that the Lulav's got to be four Tfachim. Rabbi Elkin says, The Shedra of the Lulav has to be four Tfachim. In other words, a Tefach above the, it's uh, uh, a reach out of the uh, Das. If the Das, everybody agrees, is three Tfachim, the Shedra has to be a Tefach higher than that, which would mean that the whole Lulav is even more than four Tfachim. But the mission over here says it's only going to be three tefachim enough to wave it. The mission means this: three tefachim is the basis part of the lulav, and then it's got to be more than that, enough more so that you can wave it. In other words, that it waves above the dasma and the arabas. Mark Kedislay, Mark The first rebuter Mishmuel said it's got to be that the lulav is four tefachim. Okay, fine. So the lulav has to be one tefach, the whole lulav has to be one tefach, at least one tefach more than the adasim, at least one more. And Rabbi Yochum will say that the shed has to be one tefach more. Toshma. Shir adasva rabba shlosha. Mishra said, the Bryce over here says, the shir adasva rabba is how much? Three tefachim. The lulav arba. The lulav is four. Right, right. Lulav is four. Okay, that part fits in good with the Rabbi Yochum Shmuel. Rabbi Tarfan over ba'emes, ba'ama bascha tefachim. Sounds like Rabbi Tarfan says no. Not that the uh, that the das and the rabbis have to be three tefachim, but rather that das and rabbis have to be five tefachim. An ama that is five tefachim. There were different amas. Some the normal ama is six tefachim, right? If the tefach is pretty standard. That's your fist. But as an ama, some tefachim were five, some were six. The standard was six. So he says it's got to be an ama, at least a, at least a smaller ama. The ama has five tefachim. Amarava, Rava says, how could Tarfin say? That the uh, that the uh, dasim have to be five tefachim. We don't find anybody any that big. It's hard to find. Um, Rabbi Sharile Mara Lerab Tarfin. Let let his master and his letter of uh be mocha. Let him let him um, uh, you, you know let him excuse Rab Tarfin for what he said. Let him let him uh, let him excuse him. Hashda We don't find any adasim. Hadasmi called avos, as we'll see, because they are braided, they're thick. We don't find any that are hashda uh, avoslosha It's hard to find even ones that are three tefachim long. Bas boy, you're going to say one that's five tefachim. That's pretty hard to, to find. 
so uh, he can't forgive. So let let, let the Rebbeinu Shalom forgive him for saying such a thing. What? So what do Rebbeinu Shalom really say? Kiyosu Rebbeinu Shalom came for Eretz Amar. I'm about Shishu's I'll explain. He's going to explain what Rebbeinu Shalom meant. You take an Amar that's six Tzvachim high, a regular Amar. Aseo Sabas Chamisha and make it into five. So what do we mean by that? We mean, in other words, take take one that's that's uh, a regular six Tzvachim and divide that into five. Divide that into five parts. So if you divide it into five parts, so each tefach is a little bit bigger. It's a fifth bigger than a regular tefach. So that's what he means. He says, Take a sixth tefachim ama, divide it into five parts. That means that each tefach in there is not it's five tefachim, but it's really six. So it's five plus. It's five and a fifth. And of those, of those larger tefachim, that's the amount for that das. Shar lulula. Shalulav is a strange lotion. Shalulav sounds like the rest should be for the lulav, which would mean uh, really like that, that that should be like one plus, right? That, one, that, it's, that instead of, instead of a three tfachim for that das, the rem, just not three tfachim for that das, which is really three and three-fifths tfachim of regular tfachim, and then the remainder of that, which would be what? Two and two-fifths should be for the lulav. It doesn't really mean that. Rashi says it means. And the fourth one, the other, the other one, mashar, meaning the other... Uh, the lula, which is a tefach more, is the same kind of tefachim, which is one and a, one and a fifth tefachim. That's what he means by that. Tosis also agrees. Kamahavu plus plus In other words, we say that you take a. Uh, uh, we're not measuring by regular tefachim, which are six tefachim to the ama, but you take a six tefachim ama divided into five parts, and therefore each tefach is really a tefach plus a fifth. So three tefachim would be three and three fifths tefachim. Okay, that's how he explains it. So Rabbi Tarfin's not that far off. He's not saying you need five tefachim, right? Uh, five tefachim. He means you need three and three fifths. Not so far. But kashin shmuel shmuel. But this presents a problem for shmuel and shmuel. Why? Hacham Rabbi Shmuel. We started this gemara at the two das saying Rabbi Shmuel says that shiar das Rav says how much is shlosha shiar das Rav shlosha. But also Rav Huna Rav Shmuel says elsewhere Allah Rabbi Tarfin. And now you're saying that the that it's three and three fifths. So which one does he say? First he says, Shmuel is saying that the Lachas Adas has to be three tfach. Now he's saying it's got to be three and three-fifths according to this interpretation of Rabdimi. He says, Lodak, Shmuel wasn't careful. What it meant when he said three was just approximate. It's really three and three-fifths. So, when do you say he wasn't careful? When he says, when you go, when you're more stringent. Here he's saying, if he really holds like a tarfan, that the Adas has to be three and three-fifths tfachim, so how can he come out and say, oh, it's got to be three? You're not, you're not, you, uh, rabbis were very careful. When it came to leniency, they wouldn't say something. He should have said four, not three. When it's a leniency, he wouldn't say that. He shouldn't have said three if he really needs three and three-fifths. When Robin, Kiyasa Robin, Robin came married to he explained it differently. What I'm talking about was this. Ama bas chamishet fachim. Take an ama, a small ama, which only has five tefachs in it. Aseo sashish, divide that into six. Now each tefach is smaller than a regular tefach. Take a five tefachim ama, divide it into six parts. So each tefach is now a tefach minus a fifth. Same man, shloshaladas, three of those smaller tefachim. Again, what do you mean by smaller tefachim? Take a five tefach ama, divide that into six. So now each tefach there, if you have that, each one of those six is smaller than a tefach. Same in Shloshal Das, three of them are for Adas, Fashalulul. And he's saying now that Rabbi Tarf is saying, you don't really need three Tvachim, you need three Tvachim less. Kamahavel, how much is that? Treyu Palga, two and a half Tvachim. Why? Because he's saying that you take a five Tefach Amo and you divide that into six, so, which means three Tvachim would be half of that, which is only two and a half real Tvachim. 
self self but still it's a kashish shmuel because on one hand he says Allah is that you need three tvachim, on the other hand he says Allah is like Reb Tarfan that it's only two and a half tvachim. He says low duck. There he wasn't careful behind the chumer low duck. He's being machmer. In other words, he really holds two and a half tvachim is good enough. But he said three tvachim. He was a little bit more machmer. He wasn't that careful. Dumb Rabbi number Shmuel halach Reb Tarfan. He wasn't careful because he says that Allah is Rabbi Huna says he said Allah is like Reb Tarfan. So it's not simply that Rabbi Huna said he said before he said Allah is like Reb Tarfan. When he said Allah is like Reb Tarfan, it really means you only need two and a half. However, he said three, he wasn't that careful, and he was more machmir, because if you say it's three, or that's even better. The, the minimum is two and a half, but if it's three, it's even better. What about Hadassim? Hadassim, I goes away, just like we said by Luluv, it says, on the first day, what is that? It's almost a branch of a thick or a braided, a plated um, tree. So what is that? So that's, that's the Hadassim, as we'll see. And if it's stolen or dried up, it's also possible, like we said. Stolen is no good the first day because it has to be yours. And the other days, we said, because it's mitzvah bababera. And Yavish is possible because it's not hadar. Hadar. Just like we saw by the Lulav, if it's an asher, asher of Moshe, as we saw in yesterday's daf from Moshe Rabbeinu, would have to be destroyed. And there has to be destroyed. That's possible because it's considered as if it doesn't have the shear. That's the problem. As we said, mitzvah slavla and said you're not having a gnaw from it. By doing the mitzvah, that's not considered physical pleasure. It's just, she, like Rashi said, it's just, the, uh, it's just like an, a, a, a servant. The kiyam of a mitzvah, of a mitzvah is not considered a gnaw saguf. It's just like a servant doing his master's bidding. So there's no problem using something, even though these things are also about gnaw. The problem is that they're not considered a shear because they're considered, they have to be destroyed. So it's as if they're destroyed now, so you don't have a shear of three tfachim. Okay, uh, Niktam Rosh, again, if the top is cut off, that's no good. And if it's olive or if its leaves have been severed, detached, that's also no good. I'll show you another room my olive. Or it has more berries than leaves. This is uh, like number um, 164 is where the leaves have fallen off, and 165 is where there's more berries than leaves. That's also possible. A if you remove the berries, move some of the berries so that there's less berries than leaves, that's okay. Right? But of course, you can't fix that on Yontav. You're not allowed to do it on Yontav. Even though you're not Sat Karka, but you're fixing the item, and that's considered, that's, that's at least an Isra draw bottom. Tanra bottom. Anaf Eitzavos, the Pusik says, a branch of a thick tree. What do we mean by that? Enough of Chofanes Eitzo. That its branches cover the trunk. The branches over here, Rashi says, are the leaves. The leaves cover the trunk. This is an example as 166. There's you have your standard myrtle, your standard um, hadas, where the leaves grow vertically and they cover up the uh, the trunk meaning the stem the wood itself bezahu what's that hadas that's an example hadas is, is something which where the leaves cover up the stem so what about uh, olive leaves olive leaves are also very long and they would cover it up too since they're very long they, they cover up three says you need thick thick over here means like braided or plated and the uh, leaves of an olive uh, tree don't do that. The aim of dulva, maybe it's dulva, which is another kind of uh, eight, and they call it uh, um, oleander or whatever. It's uh, uh, a different kind of uh, thing. Eight's armony calls that. Rashi says kishtair kolua. It's braided. Aval ein olive ratzuf and lechasus kolaitso. In other words, maybe it's dulva. Being in enough of like in others, these are braided. The problem with the olive is that they are long and they cover up, but they're not braided. Dulva is braided or plated. But it doesn't, uh, it, even though it covers, uh, being enough of so these are, are plated, but, they, but the uh, leaves don't cover up the wood. But like, this is some other kind, of, this is also braided. 
Again, why? Because this is sharp, it's got like, it's like thorn-like, and, and therefore it's not pleasant. The Torah says it's, the Torah's ways are all pleasant. And this was like sharp, like uh, thorns, and you cut your fingers, Veleka. Rava Merehocha, notice Rava wasn't an alpha. Rava over here says, it's the same idea, you can't use something because the Pasuk is, you should love truthfulness and peace. And this will not bring you peace because this is also poisonous, so that's not peaceful. What about the truth? So he says, Rashi says, shalom. It's not truthful, it's not shalom. So shalom, I understand, because it's, it's poisonous, right? And it hurts your hands, so it doesn't bring you peace. But what about the truthfulness? That needs a little bit of an explanation. So we'll see if we have time for that later on. Tanrabonim. Kalua, if it's plated, kamin klia. That's like a braid, like braids. Vidoma l'shashas is like chain. Zeu adas, that's the hadas. Because it's got that chain-like structure, as we see in 166. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Omer, anaf eitz avos. What does we mean by that? Eitz shetam eitz opir shava. The reason when it says eitz avos, it means the anaf. In this case, the branches where what grows out of the wood, which is the leaves. The leaves and the tree both taste the same. Shetam eitz opir or its berries taste the same. Haviyomer zehadas. Tana eitz eitz avos kosher shein avos pasul. If it's braided. Plated, it's okay, it's kosher. If not, it's possible. Where you have three leaves are coming out of every node. That's like in 167. Three are coming out of every every node or every nest. Rav Kana says is in 168. Even if two are at the same level and one is a little bit, let's say, above that or a little bit below, that's also good. Rav Kana says, he does to look for ones like in 168. He was great. He was a student of Kana, and he said if Kana said that uh, 168 is okay, I'll look for those. my father He called that hadas shote. He called that a wild hadas. In other words, 167 are the regular hadasim. That's a proper hadas, and 168 is a little bit improper. Some say that's kosher, but he held that. He, some say that that's considered a wild hadas and not kosher. Nashurov olav. If most of its leaves fell off, lachara that means is in 168. If two out of the three leaves fell off, v'nishtayru uh, bomiyat, and just a smaller amount remained, all right, and just a small amount remained, that's kosher. But as long as it's still plated, yeah. So the Gemara has to have his kasha, gufa kasha. Amrit, you said nashurovov. If most of the leaves fell off, it's kosher. Vadatonu vachetayavosakamis. Then you say as long as it's still plated or braided. Even the nashurlu tray, if two out of the three leaves fell off. It's braided if they're all together and they cover it up. It looks like they're braided. It looks like they're plated together. But if if two out of three fell off, or you're left with this one leaf there, how is that plated? How could that be kosher? You find it by an Egyptian, an Egyptian myrtle, or Rashi says not Egyptian, but rather on a boundary where neither owner can get to it, so it's got plenty of room to grow. And it grows even more. The kind of shiva shiva bechad kani, where you have seven leaves growing out of one node. So the chinasri arba, even if most of them fell off, if four fell off, four out of the seven fell off, poshulos, you still got three. In other words, you always need three leaves to make it kosher. This is what he said. If most of them fell off, it's okay as long as it's still braided. It means if you had, had started with more than three, you started with seven and four fell off, most of them fell off, you're still okay. Says the Gemara, You see over here that this asamitzra, uh, either a boundary. Myrtle or a, or an Egyptian myrtle, it's kosher, kosher Hoshana, You can use it for Hoshana. Notice, like we had the other day, Hoshana. We used to think of Hoshanas or Aravas. Hoshana here we're talking about right, by myrtles, like we talked about the other day too. It means that you use them in the in the old field of Hoshana, so it's called Hoshanas. 
but you see it's kosher, Lashan, it's kosher. Says Pshita, why wouldn't, it, uh, why wouldn't a, uh, um, an Egyptian myrtle be okay? Pshita Mount, the same hole, it's Lashem license, it's got a proper name, Lomas Kasher. The Pusik says, the Pusik says simply, Anaf um, Eitzavos. It didn't say uh, the Egyptian one. I may think it's like Kasher Kamash Mulan, that it's okay. Maybe it's not okay. How do you know that it's not? The Pasuk didn't say that it's got to be Hadas. If you say Hadas, so he had the Gemara before. Maybe Hadas means only a regular Hadas, not an Egyptian Hadas, right? But it didn't say that. It said you need a, uh, a, uh, a thick boat or a plated boat, uh, a plated boat um, uh, uh, tree, a branch of a, of a thick tree, a branch of a plated tree, and, that, and it fits that bill. It is that because it's still better. It didn't say how yet. Didn't say a regular adas that has three. It had one that has seven or the one that has ten, as long as you have three remaining. We come bottom. If most of its leaves fell uh, dried up, If most of the leaves in your lula uh, dried up, but at least you had three twigs all in lachem that had that had moist leaves on it, kosher, right? That's okay. What does he mean there? He says, any stem that you have, any stem of adas, that most of the leaves dried up, but you, have, you still have three twigs, because you have to have three adasim. Three twigs had moist leaves on them, and Rashi explains it three leaves at the top. Rosh, it had to be at the top. If you have, and as long as you had one node at the top that had three kosher, three good leaves on it, that's okay, even if all the other ones fell off. Rashi in the second line, uh, the third line of Rashi says, from the top, three stems, three twigs, had three leaves, uh, moist ones, right? less than three leaves is not obvious, so you need three leaves together there, but if all the other leaves fell off, but at least at the top you had one node of three leaves together, but if they're in the middle, that's not harder and that's no good. So Rashi said before, uh, that uh, if you had these thorny kind of a, of a, um, uh, a tree, like a hirduf, right, which apparently fit the bill of being both braided and it covered up the stem. What's the problem? The problem was that it was prickly, it was thorny, and it cut your fingers. And the Torah says, Rav said, Shalom, I understand, because it's, po- it's poisonous and it hurts you. But why is it not? Why is it not truthful? Where was something not truthful over here? So you see from over here that truth is not in the eyes of the beholder. But truth is, if it does something bad, the pasuk that says Lashon the the Mefarshim talk about this and it's brought down the Belio and others that Alishor says that the pasuk that teaches us not to speak Lashon There's different sukkim for you know hurting people and uh, being a uh, tailbearer. But the main pasuk of of Lashon is losisa shemeshav? Don't bear false witness. Don't bear false testimony. Don't accept false testimony. But we know that lashon hara is the truth. That you say you're not supposed to. If it's a lie, it's a lie. That's a different problem. But if you say the truth about lashon hara about somebody, it's talking about you're talking about the truth. So why it says losisa shemeshav? Why is it called false? Because if it does something bad, it's false, even if it's truthful. Here too, the the thorn isn't hiding. We know what it is, but it does bad. It does bad. It hurts you. It's poisonous to you. It cuts your fingers. If something is bad, that's not truthful. Something is bad is also not truthful. That's a special lesson here. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Chodesh Tov. We'll see you tomorrow.